Good evening. This is our uh, 20 Prayers Sunday. Yay! It's really exciting. This is our, it's our last Sunday of the year. Every now and then, the 20 Prayers Sunday happens on the first Sunday of the year, but, you know, that's okay. It's just the way the Sundays line up at the end of the year. But today, we're going to talk about this, uh, this thing that Eric started doing several years ago. I don't even know how long ago. And then we started talking about as a community several years ago. I don't really know how long ago. But the idea is that uh, you start the year writing down 20 prayers for the year. So you do five, and they're, they're separated out into different things. So the first five are prayers about... Uh, yourself. Prayers that you're going to, things that you would like in your life that you're going to go to God and say, these are, these are the prayers that I have about myself. So there's five of those. And then there's five prayers for your family. So things for your spouse or your kids or your parents or your siblings. Um, so offer five things uh, to God about that. And then there is um, your community. So five prayers for your community. Um, and then the last one is five prayers for the world. So things for this, the city or the country or just the world in general, things you would like to see happen. So those are your 20 prayers. My time is up. I'm going to go. We're going to keep singing songs. <laughs> so 20 prayers. for your, Five for yourself, five for your family, five for your community, and five for the world. Uh, this week, I spent a lot of time thinking about this last year, because I did this last year, um, at the beginning of the year, and I was trying to figure out what, what happened this year. What, what was significant? What were the moments? What were the prayers that, that got answered, or the things that are going to make it back onto my list this year? Um, because there are several things that are going to make it back onto my list this year. And I just, it was a really rich year. We started out the year um, in the book of Daniel talking about exile. Talking about being in a place where you, you don't belong. And being in relationship with Christ and, and in the world and experiencing the brokenness. And how we engage with that. This was my, this was our first full year uh, with two services. Uh, towards the beginning of the year, uh, in March, I lost my job. Not this job. I'm still here. I lost my job. I was working, at the beginning of the year, I was working part-time at the village, and I was working part-time um, for another organization, and I was let go. And that was really painful and the night that I got let go, I had, um, I had Pilgrim Group. I had my Bible study. And it just was this really cool God thing where I got that night, the night I got, the day I got fired in the morning, and that night I got to go sit um, with these men and, and talk to them about it and talk about my anger and my frustration and the uncertainty of what was happening in my life. It was this really rich moment in the midst of pain. I got prayed for, and it was really beautiful. And then out of that, 
out of that pain and out of that struggle, God answered one of my prayers from last year. One of the prayers that I thought was in, impossible, the thing, one of the things that I just, I, I wrote it down and I was like, I feel like I'm just going to ask what I want. This is what I want. I want to work in Tucson full-time in ministry. And I thought, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. And then I got fired. And God said, wait. And then the village decided to hire me full-time. I mean, you don't have to yay, but... But that was a really exciting thing. That was a moment of, of going through, when I, when I was going through my, my prayers from last year, I got to look at that and say, wow, God did a really cool thing. This year we had the living room talks. We had uh, Maker's Camp, which was four days of madness with kids here at the building. Uh, we, it, was, it was like a summer camp, and they came, and they, they did some reading stuff, and they made art. And then in this room, it's hard to imagine, but we, we moved all the couches, and we built this giant. Jake helped me a lot, and I helped him a lot, and it was crazy. But we built this giant cardboard fort, and the kids went through it and, and played, and that was really fun. One of my prayers from last year was I really was a, one of my prayers from last year was about having another, um, another baby, another child. So I have one daughter. She's at home with my wife. I really wanted to have another, we, we had been praying about it. So I put it on my list and it's on there. And, um, that didn't happen this year. Lane had a miscarriage in, in October, and that's going to be on my list this year. We, we went through this year. Some of you are very aware of what your 20 prayers were from last year. Sometimes I'm very aware of what my 20 prayers were from last year. Sometimes I'm not. Some of them stick. This year I really should just write them down and put them somewhere where I'm going to look at them throughout the year. Maybe hopefully find them next year again. Some of those things happen. Some of them don't. Some of them are exciting. But in the midst of that, I got to... That week, the week that we found out that Lane had a miscarriage, I got to go sit with, or it was the next week or something, but I got to go sit with my pilgrim group again and talk through the pain of that and have them pray for me, and that was a really rich moment of sitting with people in community and getting to talk through it. I got a new Bible this year, just recently. I just got this Bible. I'm excited about it. 
It uh, it is unadorned on the front, which is kind of what I wanted. Um, I got this Bible because so I I got my last Bible the nine years ago, and I got it really small so that I could like put it in my pocket and carry it around. It'd be easy to transport. There's just one problem with that. I can't read it anymore. So I got this new Bible just recently. I just got this new Bible. Um, I'm excited about it. It's got bigger words, bigger letters. I can read it, which is a good thing. In January, this next year, I have an, uh, an eye appointment. For the first time since I was in high school, this one time in high school, my dad got me an, a do- an appointment with an eye doctor, um, and I didn't need glasses. So I've never needed glasses, but I have an appointment in January. And you know what's really funny about that? What I've been thinking about this week is that my daughter will never, will not remember me without glasses. She's young enough that she's not going to remember me without glasses. She's just going to look at pictures of me and see that I don't have glasses, and she's going to think, ha look at Daddy, he looks so funny. Right? It's, it's like seeing pictures of my dad with, must, with a mustache again. That's my dad right there, in, in case you didn't know. But she's going to look at that, and she's not going to see glasses, and she's going to think that's funny. Because here's the thing, is that I'm going to go to the eye doctor in January. I'm probably going to get glasses. And that's going to be kind of a big moment for me. But over time, I'm just going to be someone who wears glasses. Wednesday is January 1st. It's the new year. This year is going to be full of a lot of new things. We're going to do some new living room talks. We'll probably do Maker's Camp again. January 1st, we're going to have this big party that Adrian just announced if you want to go and play and have, have fun. But for the most part, January's just going to be another month. On January 1st, you're going to wake up and go about your day. Eat lunch, maybe play with some friends, but you hang out. Maybe go to work. And then Thursday, you're going to have a Thursday. You're going to get up. You're going to eat breakfast. You're going to go to work or go to school or whatever else you're going to do. I'm going to have a birthday in January or in January, in April. I'm gonna have a, when's my birthday? I'm going to have a birthday in April. I'm going to be 32. But you know what's funny is when, when I turn 32, um, I'm not going to suddenly know all the things I need to know in life. In, in May, my daughter turns three, but when she turns three, she's not going to suddenly obey me all the time or get everything right or be able to talk in perfect sentences. Or In April, I'm going to celebrate my sixth wedding anniversary. But all the... F- fights and all the arguments and all the ways that my wife and I offer brokenness to each other are not going to suddenly go away. 
So what do we, what do we do with the newness? Because this old this old year is is going away very quickly, more quickly than I really, I don't know. It's been a quick year, it feels like. And we're going into this new year. So what is our life? What is our walk with Christ as we consider the new things that just become old things? We're going to go to... 2 Corinthians. In my nice new Bible that I can read, I will forgo the uh, glasses in 2020 joke. No, I won't. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I mentioned exile at the beginning. We talked about exile at the beginning of the year because this is the tension that we live in. We live in this place of we know that we are made new in Christ because just as Paul says here, and we have relationship with Jesus. If you are are walking with Jesus, then that, this is what's true, is that the old is gone and the new has come. But we're still here. We're still in the brokenness. Like I said, my, my wife and I aren't suddenly going to stop offering our brokenness to each other uh, because it's, it's the way we engage in relationship. But Christ says that we are new. He says that we've been made new. So what does that mean? What are we called to? Well, it says therefore. So if we jump back a couple of verses so that we know what the therefore is for. The first thing, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So the first thing to know in the, the tension of the old has gone and the new has come, and in the tension of, of I am made new in Christ, but I still live in this broken body, and I still am going to continue on with this broken life. The first thing to know is that I do not live for myself, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So if you are in Christ, the first thing is that you live for Christ. You no longer live for yourself. So when you engage in relationship, you engage in relationship bringing Christ first. And then the second thing says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. In the NIV, it says according to uh, the world, I think is what it says. So the second thing that we do is that we no longer see each other for the broken people that we are. Which is a really hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to engage in relationship and not see the brokenness. What we're called to in that is to see 
who Christ has made the other person to be. So the first thing we do is we do not live for ourselves. We live for Christ, and we bring with us Christ into relationship. And then when we engage in relationship, we offer what we see, the way we see Christ in the other person. But there's another thing. If we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is all about the resurrection of Christ. It's all about the resurrection. It's all about the old dying and the new coming. And at the end of chapter 15... At the end of this discussion about resurrection, about how if if Christ was not resurrected, then there is no resurrection for us, and therefore, the end of... Oops, I lost my place. It was one page off, and I jumped four pages. It's a new Bible. All the pages are sticking together. (laughs) But at the end of chapter 15, he says, Paul says, The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So the old is gone, the new has come. We are called to not live for ourselves, but to live for Christ. And we're called to offer what we see in the other person, to not view them according to the flesh or according to the world, but who Christ has made them to be. And in that, we are called to be steadfast. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. See, that's this year. That's every year, is that when we, we go day by day, January 1st is just another Wednesday, April 14th is just, I don't know what day it is. It's just another day. It's, it's, that's my birthday. April 25th, I celebrate my, my wedding anniversary, but that's just another day. Life in Christ doesn't happen in those, it's not all about those big moments. It's not all about January. It's not, it's not about New Year's. It's not about birthdays. It's not about anniversaries. It's not about getting glasses. It's about the days in between. It's about the mundane moments in between. The, the daily getting up and acknowledging that the old is gone, that the new has come, that I'm in relationship with Christ, that I no longer live for myself, but I live to speak what I see in other people 
that I live to bring Christ into other people's lives, and that I am called to do that steadfastly, immovably, abounding in the work of the Lord. That every day I get up and do these things. That every day I get up and, and, and walk with Christ. So when you're writing your 20 prayers, because you should do that this week, because you don't get another week, Jan- New Year's is on Wednesday. When you're writing your 20 prayers this week, know that it's, it's not about writing those prayers, considering what it is you, you want God to do this, this year, in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of, of your community, in this world, considering those things, it's, it's really nice when those things happen. It's really exciting. But this year, when I came full-time in ministry at the village, the thing that I prayed for, it came with a lot of pain. It came with a lot of loss. And the things that, that didn't happen this year came with pain and loss too. But it's, it's the time in between the walking with my brothers in pilgrim group um, and getting to have them come alongside me, not just in those moments, but week to week, it's getting to, to live life with my wife and to engage in the brokenness and then to offer Christ with her, to her, and to grow in a relationship with her. And then sometimes those big moments do happen, and you get to look back at your list and say, hey, that happened. That's amazing. That's really cool. But the work the steadfast, immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, that work happens every day. It happens when you come to your list of prayers and you pray through them and you realize that some of them you've been praying for years. And they haven't happened. And you're going to put them on your list again this year. It's, it's that work. It's that time spent that is, is what we're called to. And then we get to celebrate the really big moments, which is fun too. So write your 20 prayers. I'm, well, I have a few minutes for questions or comments. The community. The third thing? Yeah. For your community. Yeah. The liturgy of the ordinary? Yeah. The liturgy of the ordinary. Yeah. 
I have not read that, but my wife really enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, your presence with us. Thank you for this community. I pray that you would encourage us this year, that you would meet us in the in-between times, in the time-between moments, in the mundane life. Um, I pray that as we um, spend time considering you, considering this year, considering our lives and what we long for, uh, that you would uh, meet us there. That as we write down the things that we long for, uh, that you would encourage us. Because some of the things I know that I'm going to write down are things that I've been praying for a long time. Some of them are things that um, carry pain with them and sadness. And I pray that you would bring joy and encouragement. I have met you um, in the sadness. And I long to meet you there again. To know you deeper and to experience the joy of relationship with you. Bless this time of worship. Bless our food. Bless our conversation. In your name I pray. Amen.